Hey, there we are. Are we? We're at it? Amazingly enough, that took less time than usual to start. <laughs> oh, welcome to Talking Heads, everyone. Episode 296. Your one week live show for the latest in beer and tech news. I'm Jeff. I'm John. Welcome to the show. We are not live from Las Vegas, although that was kind of the plan. Yeah. Uh, instead, we are live from Portland, Oregon, uh, at the nearest tap house we could find to PDX. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Literally like five blocks away. Yeah. I wish I could say this was anyone else's fault but my own, uh, but it's not. Uh, th this falls squarely on my shoulders. I've had a rough week, and that's my excuse. That's it. Um, you have not been well. I have not been well, right. Uh, so we were supposed to be getting on a plane at 2 o'clock this afternoon. I thought 2.30. More on that later. Uh, about 2 o'clock this afternoon, heading to Las Vegas. And we were supposed to be broadcasting from Abel Baker Brewing uh, right there on the Strip. Oh, we got notification while we were going into the airport, too. That, that they were going to welcome us up with, the, with open arms, give us a couple of flights, some t-shirts, yep. and, uh, and set us all up. And that was going to be a lot of fun. Um, so I was all pumped. We walked into the terminal, uh, went to check in, and it said, you can't check into your flight. And I went, well, that seems odd. Yeah. So went to the desk and uh, handed the lady my confirmation number, and she started laughing at me. And I went, what? And she goes, oh, yeah, you're way too late to make that. <laughs> and I went, it doesn't take off till 2.30. She goes, no, 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 it takes off at 2. That's in, like, you know, 28 minutes from now. Yeah. I should have double-checked the flight time. I could have sworn my firstborn dead and back that, uh, that our flight didn't leave until 2.30. Nope, 2 p.m. on the dot. And... Uh, we were a little bit late getting through traffic, but I went, we still got an hour. Well, yeah. Like we're not gonna be able to grab a pint at the end of the terminal. It was like eight minutes. Right. You know, we're we're not gonna be able to grab a pint in the terminal, but we'll still make the flight. Nope. 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 Uh so I said, Well, what about rebooking options? And then she laughed at me again. Yep. <laughs> How much money you got? Right. <laughs> um so Portland to Las Vegas, that's an eighty dollar ticket. Like hundred dollars if you're like if, if it's like peak travel seat like yeah. ces i've paid a hundred dollars to go to vegas before um the only bookings they had available today or tomorrow 750. yep and then come sunday what 50 bucks 52 bucks yeah yeah <laughs> if we wait until sunday we could have gotten there for 52 dollars. but yeah there was just no no getting to vegas <laughs> today it was not going to happen <sighs> but uh you know, take a bad situation, make it good. Yeah. Uh, instead, uh, we called up our friends here at Level Brewing, and uh, they were more than happy to yeah. accommodate us for the evening. If you've seen the show, both of us have had multiple Level beers on the show. Yes. We've always wanted to visit. They are very game tech style oriented. There is a Oregon Trail sign right in front of us that says, Welcome to Level Beer. Yes. Um, it's great. So we are big fans of them. So we took this opportunity to be like, Let's come to Level Beer and let's try basically everything they got, even the stuff we've already had. We, we've got flights. We've got stuff that we're very familiar with, though I've never had it on draft before. We've got some new stuff lined up. And uh, basically, we're just going to catch up from the last couple of weeks. I haven't even had a chance to talk about LTX yet. Yeah. Uh, I know you didn't get a chance to go, but uh, I've got a little bit of LTX chat that I wanted to get to. Um, and then I got back from Canada and then I closed my eyes and opened them again. And it was the next week because I was deathly ill for like a week. Uh, so that was a whole thing. Those Canadian viruses really get you. Yeah, no, th this one was, uh, 
can't even say this one was self-inflicted this but my, my brain tries to kill itself every once in a while and it, <laughs> it did like like no other time i've ever experienced before uh cluster headaches they're a thing uh but anyway we've come all this way what are we drinking tonight oh <laughs> uh, we like you said you know shown we have two sample trays both have different varieties. I think the only thing that we have that's the same is their biggest imperial barrel-aged stout. Yes. Of course, we both had to get that, right? Getting some thumbs up from the crowd here. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Uh, so yeah. So uh, yeah, if you know the show, uh, let us know what you're drinking in the comments below. It doesn't have to be alcoholic or not but we will give out shout outs early on and cheers and whatnot. Yes. You know. So John, what are you starting with? Uh, you got a number five I there. Got a number five, which is, I know it's their sour. Hot Tropic. Hot Tropic. It's a fruited sour with peppers. And I, I have had that one in canned form before. Uh, I do remember it being it, pretty solid. It's solid, but yeah, it's got a lot of jalapeno heat to it. I'm starting with one that uh, I've actually not had of theirs before. This is their Go Hef Yourself. This is one that uh, I don't think they distribute. This is uh, on draft only. Maybe, yeah. So, uh, I, I did have it earlier when we were visiting. Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was a little weak, but I love the flavor. So yeah, 5% uh, German and style Hefeweizen. I will always give those a try. So uh, here we go. A little light body, yeah. very crisp, super good summer beer, super good hot weather beer, which is great because it's like 84 it's, out right now. Yes, I know. We are, we are in a greenhouse actually, mm -hmm. <laughs> so all the sides are open, but the top and front and back are greenhouse. Still a little bit of a radiation thing yeah. going on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Harley says pre-gamed with a couple of Big Grove Easy Eddie IPAs. Now working on a Bell's Two Hearted. That's a solid game right there. Uh, let's see. Uh, well, Chuck, is, Chuck is patching. It's going to suck tonight. Yeah, <laughs> patch patch Wednesdays always suck. Williams is having a Dragon's Milk Reserve S'mores edition at 11%. So that's always cool. Justin is having a Boulevard Space Camper. I believe that's like a IPA or pale ale, and and our good friend Skull, Death Stars 2020, 14.8%. Skull is starting off hard. They have been uh, cycling those through the Discord uh, the last week or two. Uh, uh, they've they've been showing up random six packs of Death Star. Yeah. And uh, showing those off. So nice to see them being opened. Uh, Let's see, Vince says he put on pants, or uh, put pants on and went out, but only ended up coming home with uh, milk strawberry, or Mike, Mike strawberry lemonade. Hey, that's what you like, that's what you like. <laughs> uh, Chuck says, so bad, I am thinking to buy scotch like Jeff with a bad review. <laughs> that's how I get through the bad ones. My, or Chuck is, uh, sometimes you gotta even them out with a little bit of scotch. Well, that's how you celebrate the good ones too. That's right. John Jay is having a Galaxy Extra Extra Juicy Bits uh, by Weldworks Brewing. Uh, it's an IPA, Imperial Double New England Hazy, which has a rating of 4.3 out of 5. 
Yeah, no. that's impressive. Yeah, juicy bits. I've had. I haven't had the extra extra, but I've had the juicy bits, and that's a good beer. That is a good beer. Uh, so, LTX twenty twenty three. Um, I I decided when I went up there, I, I even brought a camera and and everything else, and started shooting some B roll on the way up. I decided I just wanted to take it all in, and, and not shoot a video. Uh, so, I was one of the only creators there without like a camera in everyone oh, yeah. else's face and uh not that there is anything wrong with that you know uh it was actually really cool to see myself on eight millimeter in ethos vox's video <laughs> <laughs> uh he shot his entire thing on a sony hi8 camcorder uh which i also had the thought this might be the first time some of the younger creators have ever been on eight millimeter before <laughs> Uh, I've heard of eight millimeter. Yeah, but uh, but no, uh, basically just uh, you know took kind of a family first approach. We uh, took the whole family up there, all all five of us, the whole crew. Uh, spent uh, the first day walking around the waterfront by the uh, by the convention center there in Vancouver. Beautiful area. Took in kind of all the sights. You know, walking around downtown and walking down by the water, seeing all the boats, and uh, they had a bunch of. Uh, actually float planes there oh that's cool <laughs> on the water that were taking off they had a, a dedicated gas station for them out on the water so uh yeah in like 30 minutes time like four or five of them would come and go that's actually pretty cool uh, so yeah that was really neat to to take that in as uh, as someone who's not seen a lot of stuff like that before um we had uh had some amazing food while we were there um trying to think of for dinner one day, we got this uh, uh, Old Moe's, Moe's Original, something like that, something Moe's. Mm -hmm. uh, it was this uh, pulled pork barbecue oh. place that specialized in doing a lot of gluten-free stuff. Oh, and so yeah. my family could eat there, which was fantastic. Um, so uh, uh, walked the uh, eight blocks to go pick up some pulled pork for them. <laughs> <laughs> And I uh, had a great time. Uh, obviously met so many, so many cool people. So many uh, uh, idols, compatriots, colleagues, uh, whatever you want to call them. Uh, uh, Scotty from Strange Parts, uh, Terrence from The Poets, uh, you know, Christopher Yee, Danny from, uh, from Nerd on a Budget. Uh, you've got, obviously, Linus. I spent probably 20 minutes talking to Yvonne one day. No. Uh, just sitting down, chatting with her. Uh, had some great conversations with uh, with Emily Young. Uh, with uh, uh, you were on a podcast with PC World. I was on a podcast with PC World, and uh, so yeah, Adam Patrick Murray from PC World and Paul's Hardware. Yeah, uh, talking about one of my more infamous videos as of late, uh, <laughs> which I thought was a great conversation. And again, the main reason I made that video was to start having conversations like that. Yeah, you know, I, should we should we be reviewing things in a bubble and only the way that you know, no offense, that Gamers Nexus says we should be reviewing things, or should we take different approaches? And uh, there's never anything wrong with having more data as a consumer. Yeah. And that was the main point of that video. You know, you why get angry at someone for number one coming to a similar conclusion, or you know, coming up with their own methodology, but still having solid, concrete data behind it. Yeah. And it, at the end the consumer wins when you have more data so again the amount of vitriol i've received for saying we should have more information to base our decision making on <laughs> how dare you I you only need 
uh, opening day reviews mm -hmm. with the highest end technology and hardware. That is it. That's all you need because that's how you're going to buy By it. By the way, make sure you talk to the other reviewers first so you know and make sure that they either hate it or love it before you base your decision on, on your own data. Because you, you need to agree. Yes. Um, but uh, you were on a panel too. I was on a panel. I was on a home lab panel with uh, Jeff Gearling and Wendell from Level One Techs and Patrick from Serve the Home. Uh, Jake was on there. Um, am I leaving anyone out? I don't think I'm leaving it. I think there was the five of us. If I'm leaving anyone out, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it was again kind of a fantastic conversation. Uh, home lab, and you can too. It was uh, you know where do you start if you're interested in this field. Why would you get into home labbing if you've been interested in it? Um, and uh, kind of talking about what you can get out of it as as uh, both as you know an, an enterprise professional if you're looking to increase your own skill or if you're just looking to increase your your home footprint and, and add services at home. Uh, what are the different ways you can do that? And, and uh, you know, kind of went all over the place, but. You can only talk about so much in a 40 minute panel of something so broad as- And then you have five lab. people on top of that too. So you right. gotta give, basically you get five minutes to say your, here's my quick opinion. That's right. it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, no, it, it was a fantastic time. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I mentioned uh, Scotty with Strange Parts, uh, spent a good long time talking with him. Uh, uh, Agnes with Maker's Muse, uh, obviously Joel Telling, 3D printing nerd. Uh, you got uh, Pooch from Repcord. Uh, you know, spent a whole bunch of time with with that gang, with the the Maker Gang, um, and uh, no, had overall just a fantastic time. Uh, yelled at Sarah Dici for stuffing like seven bags of chips into her into her duffel. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, finally got to meet uh, Barnacles in person, so that oh, was yeah. a lot of fun. Uh, finally got to catch up with Jerry a little bit, meet his family, uh, said hi to, to Xander. Oh yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, it yeah, was... they, they took he took his whole family up there too. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. No, overall, that was such a cool event. It was it was half trade show, half half fan meetup, uh, and the creators that I met up with were just as anxious to meet all the other creators as everyone else was. Do you, did you so, uh, get people going up to you and be like, "Oh, Jeff from Crab Computing"? A surprising number, yes. <laughs> like, uh, sign my server rack. <laughs> I I did sign a couple laptops. <laughs> I apologize on the valuation of those after afterwards, but uh, yeah, no, I, I did sign a couple laptops. I signed a couple Steam Decks. Uh, someone had a transparent Steam Deck shell that they were having to sign the inside of so they could put it back together ah. and then have the signatures show through in the inside, backside. Yeah, so it wouldn't rub off. Yeah. That's cool. So that was really cool. I, I am on one of those. Now, here's the big question. Mm -hmm. Out of all of that, we all saw, if anyone follows, because I'm sure everyone here followed Jeff, on Twitter was following all these threads what was going on. Did anyone take the hops and brews keychain? Someone took the hops and brews keychain. One person. Now, they asked for one of the regular ones first, but it was my last keychain. Oh. And I said, do you watch Do you watch the live show? They said, oh yeah, Talking Heads. I said, so you know know who John is? They go, yeah, yeah, no, he's the one with the, the longer hair. <laughs> so it, it wasn't, I had to infer that I have a co-host, he has his own show. I made him a bottle opener too. You, but it, it was it was Hobson, It was the bunny on yeah. one side, and then LTX twenty twenty three on the other. So he has the only the only Hobson Brews LTX twenty twenty three. There we go. So if you're watching, comment below or comment live on the chat, whichever. Yeah. If you can't hear us, there's a jet that just drove by. <laughs>
Hey, David's in the chat. Yeah, I I so wanted to make it. Like I said, we had, uh, not only did I have plans with Abel Baker, I had plans to meet up with David for a beer because I only ever see him in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> he, he's he's one of the, the guys I always chat uh, with uh, during CES. Um, and uh, hey, I'm gonna be in town. Let's go have a beer after, after the show. And uh, yeah, so yeah. Obviously, I don't slow down. Nothing, nothing slows me down, not even missing a plane. <laughs> so, uh, we did consider driving for about a half a second. We did. We were like, all right, is it 12 hours or is it 16 hours? I might do 12. I might do 12. Yeah. Ah, darn it, 16. No, see, he was debating on the time. I already know what that drive is because <laughs> uh, it's 18 in the winter and it's about 16 in the summer. Uh, and, uh, and I went, nope. <laughs> nope. I was like, I can do that. I'll do eight. He does eight. We'll be dead. Yeah, but then one of us has to function tomorrow still. <laughs> that, that, therein lies the problem. That's uh, uh, all the LTX videos I watched was Adam's interviews. Holy crap, the, the dude did like 13 hours of interviews in two days. Like, I didn't see those. He, he did a marathon podcast uh, where he's, I think on Saturday, he started at 10 in the morning and went till 5. <laughs> so he did seven hours straight, and then I think he did five hours the next day. Oh man! Uh, yeah, he he did like like one to six the next day or something like that. Like it was. Uh, uh, Paul and I were his last show on on Saturday, and uh, Paul started off by saying, "Can we get Adam a water, maybe a towel? Yeah. You know, fan him off <laughs> a little bit. Part. Like, holy yeah. crap! I saw yours. <laughs> I didn't see everything else he did. Yeah. Did you guys ever get the? Who is it? I skimmed most of it. Did you ever get your $20 and pay someone with beer? I did not get a beer. Oh. Nope. Uh, Adam did buy me a beer that night though. So oh. I did eventually get my beer. I need, I need to have a beer with Paul. Like he, he and I have met up a couple of times at, at events like that. And, but I've never been able to like, hey, I just want to have a pint. So yes. let's just not talk shop. Let's just so yeah, like let's just stop. Uh, yeah, uh, so the next top. the next morning I was out out front of the convention center. I brought my kids in early and we walked through and we did all the games and whatnot when none of the people were there because I'm a creator. I have that kind of power. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Paul was walking in with his family and so we stopped and talked for like five minutes and just caught up and uh, met Hannah Hardware and 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 Paul's wife and, and whatnot. And so that was a lot of fun. But I've never been able to just like sit down and not talk shop with Paul. Yeah. I kind of want that time. <laughs> I want that time with a lot of creators. That that was one of the really nice things is going out to dinner and getting to know some of these people. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Most of the time when you're at a convention like that, you use, oh, I like this video. I really appreciate this of yours. Oh, what are you I, shooting on today? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not, hey, let's just BS like you would like a backyard barbecue or someone's house yeah. at a restaurant at a bar top or whatever. Yeah. I'm just, hey, I have a funny story that has nothing to do with YouTube or any of my other content I make. Right. Yeah, no, that, that's when you really get to know someone. So. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. Uh, the whole event was a blast. If you all, if you ever get a chance to attend, I don't know why I'm pointing there, the camera's up here, you all, uh, <laughs> if you ever get a chance to attend LCX, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, this was so much fun uh, as a creator, as an attendee, as, as someone just tangently within the industry. The the amount of hype in that building and, and the level of energy was just infectious. Mm. Uh, and I don't know if it's because it's like the first big post-pandemic thing I've been to or if it was just that cool. 
but it was it was somewhere in that level. <laughs> yeah, well, you were supposed to go to it just before, I was like 2019. To, uh, uh, no, I, I didn't get an invite for 2019. They only invited a couple people in 2019. Uh, so I think uh, Scotty, Epos Vox, and Wendell, and then maybe one or two other people yeah. uh, got, got invites. So it was, it was very, very small, very informal. Uh, this time they had, I think, 85 creators. Jeez. Uh, and they had somewhere upwards of like 6,000 people, 6,000 attendees. Uh, I think the I think the final count was like 6,300 through the door, uh, both days, um, and uh, so this this time there were like official meet and greets and and panels and talks and interviews and and things like that. Um, so again, I, I don't know if it was just because it's like. Uh, like I can finally relax and enjoy, you know, an, an event, event again. Yeah. Um, or if it was just really that cool, I'm leaning towards it was just really that. Cool. Well, it sounds like it was just that cool too, because like you were part of it. It's not like you went as, oh, I'm a creator, but I wasn't invited, so I'm a fan technically still. I think I would have had the same feeling just as a because I had the same feeling walking around not getting recognized. Well, did you going in there? Did you know you were going to do that that podcast and that? Uh, panel. I did. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I had one on one day and one on the other. Um, but you knew ahead of time even before going yeah, in. Oh. Yeah. No, I, I knew ahead of time. Th that was scheduled weeks in advance. Okay. Uh, both of those were. Um, but, uh, you know, there were times that I got recognized and uh, I had briefly like lines forming in the middle of the, of the arena for like, you know, only two or three people deep, but for me, and that was weird. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, you, you know, actually recognize me? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm just some guy. Ruler of the planet, Omicron. Uh, <laughs> um, before me. Yeah. Um, but so that was a little weird. But at the same time, most of the time, you know, probably 80% of the people who attended, if not more, don't know who I am. And yeah. so I could just kind of walk through the crowd and see the sights and check out what was going And the hype was still really very much there. Mm, that's so. cool. Uh, uh, beer what? number two. What do we got today? Uh, this is the Game On IPA. Ooh, this is the uh, the one with Mario on the cover. Ah. Oh, sorry, not Mario, not, not Jumpman. Ma yeah. Uh, so this is the one of level one one. Oh, ooh, <laughs> I remember this one. So this stuff has this is Skyward Strike. This is the, uh, the Skyward Ze Sword Sky Zelda. Yeah, yeah. Sky Zelda Zelda theme one. Very hop aromatic. Mm, smells delicious. It's good. I've had this one a lot. Uh, this one, it's better on draft. It is different on draft. This one's hitting me. So this is a Northwest IPA. Yep. This is their Northwest Pale. Um, obviously, very hop forward. Very. Uh, oh, it's called one of my Hef impressions. Um, I don't know if I can do very good impressions, but I can. Um, <laughs> Uh, very crisp, very drinkable, phenomenal summer German beer. Um, a lot of hefts, they tend to get a little bit heavy after a while. This one was super light bodied. Um, and uh, the banana on this one is over the top. Yes, it's very good. Uh, a lot of really good esters. Yeah. And, and, I, and I mean over the top in the best possible. <laughs> but, well, here in the Northwest, you get, we're so used to the Widmer half yeah the American half yeah where it's Keith Keith yeah as, as it's supposed to be called whatever whether you have to put in a half a lemon in it just mm -hmm. to be like flavorful 
uh, super weedy and that's about it. The yeast isn't really there. This is yeast forward. My only complaint was the body was a little lack. I wish it was a little more thick and it didn't seem like it was wheat. It was more like body, a uh, water treatment. Yeah. Like a, a, it needed to be a harder water. I, I actually didn't get that. I, I liked it the way it was. Mm. I, I liked it as a little bit of a lighter, a lighter half, lighter profile. Lighter, yeah, profile. Uh, so this is the the Game On Northwest IPA. Uh, again, this one you can get in cans uh, all over Portland. Um, uh, totally not copyright strikeable uh, cans. Nope. <laughs> um, uh, this one on draft hits a lot different. Um, so obviously, being a Northwest IPA, it's a it's very very hop forward. On draft, you get a little bit more of that that resin and whatnot. Um, if I may be so bold, this goes a step beyond that Northwest IPA, almost to like the the Doctor Lapaloon. Oh yeah, uh, where it's that kind of like almost sticky, oh, resiny yeah. IPA. Okay. Yeah, uh, John just shared a uh, picture of the can art for uh, for Game On IPA on the Discord. Oh, no, it's totally not Mario. Yeah. Uh, mm. Here, smell this one though. Yeah. So that's that's the level up, or the Skyward Sword. Do you mind? Yep, go ahead. Ooh. Yeah, I really like that one. That's that's a lot better on draft. That is interesting. I I want to say there was it's a mosaic. It's like a it's like a hazy, but it leads with like a cucumber melon kind of yeah. thing. That's good. I don't think I've had that one in can before. That one. Okay. Again, a totally not... Totally not stolen. Totally legit. Original heart told me. <laughs> oh. uh, hello, guys from Sweden. Hello, Donut. Welcome to the show. Yeah, and someone uh, commenting about the the glass sizes. Yeah, I believe they're four ounce. Yeah, most most tasters I believe are usually four ounces. Yeah, uh, I'm actually kind of surprised because most trays come in sets of four because it's a pint. Yeah, and this is sets of six, so it's a pint and a half. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, you get a twenty four ounce for, yeah. your, for your pint money. <laughs> I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining, but it's just kind of odd. I guess it's the six pack. Right. You know right. and. These glasses are shaped like cans, so it's a six pack. Yeah. Yeah, Lewis, Lewis Rossman recognized every few feet. Uh, I was one of the people who recognized Lewis. He had no idea who I was. Um, so I, uh, I, oh, hey, Lewis. And, and, and he turned around and goes, yes. And I said, hey, uh, Jeff from Captain Meeting, I'm a you know, really big fan. Uh, re you know, really liked your channel for a long time. He goes, Thank you. Bye. <laughs> you, had, you had nothing to say. Yeah. Never heard of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, guess what? You're going to be on the next thumbnail. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, what else do we got going on? Um, so, yeah, I was meaning to talk about... Uh, my LTX experience last Wednesday, but I feel like I'm waking up for the first time after LTX. <laughs> uh, 
So I'm not going to go into too much detail about this, but uh, I did have one of my first cluster headaches in probably six years or so. Uh, if you don't know what a cluster headache is, Google it. It is about the worst amount of pain your brain can subject upon itself. It, it's a migraine, but on steroids. And, and that's putting it very, Mild. very mildly. Um, let's just say I was uh, one day, I'm, I'm gonna make this joke, know that it comes not from, it, it's a very dark joke, but know that it comes from a, uh, a, a, a humorful place. <laughs> and and if you you need help, please seek help. There are there are people you can call. There are people who care about you. I, at one point on Wednesday, when I was in the midst of of this cluster headache, I went, well, I can't operate a gun, but I wonder if I could push a bullet through my temple if that would work. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the dexterity right now to to load the chamber, but um, it, it's that level of pain. Uh, uh, so if you've never had one. <laughs> good um, but anyway I, so I spent uh, 24 hours in some of the worst amount of pain I've ever been in in my life uh, spent uh, the next four or five days dealing with side effects and fallout from not eating and, and all the things that come with that oh yeah well, trust me I know yeah well I mean I, I consumed beer but yeah wait. right right <laughs> The other parts of other things, that, like the trips to the bathroom, I totally get that. Right, yeah. I, I, I totally understand that Yeah, the, that the, part. the hourly, whoo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm really hoping this is a fart I, and not I, anything I, else. I can trust my body again. That's really weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so it was a weird week for me. I'm so happy to be back on my feet. Uh, spent Sunday in the ER. So. <laughs> and here I am on, on a Wednesday night. Uh, you know, we got a crowd forming now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, boy, that one also, uh, on top of being a little bit more hop forward, it, it has like this, this warmer, ready type malt, like the malt is coming out. It's way more accentuated than I Well, remember. I mean, we're in a warm area too. So we that, are. that's going to get that. I mean, right away off draft, we've had these, all of these beers are out for 30 minutes. So yeah. I'm looking forward to the stout. Yes. So that'll be nice and warmed up. I don't know about my last one, the Saison. I don't know how that's going to be good warm. Yeah. Yeah. See, what do we got here? Uh, I've got a Dunkel. Didn't you have that earlier? I did not. Oh, no, I, I had the, uh, I had the Schwartz beer. The Schwartz beer. Yeah. yeah the dark side of the Schwartz. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That I don't think that one is. I think that one's draft only. Yeah, I think it's draft only as well. I, I think most of their their straight up German inspired ones are draft only. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, I'm not. Nope. Twenty first Amendment. Nope. That's not level beer. No, that's not it. No, that's made of Schwartz. That, yeah, so I don't think so. Yeah. Although it's funny when I look it up, dark side of the Schwartz beer. There's all of these similar styles. Yeah. Of same S can artwork, same names. Yeah. Same names, same can artwork as the place here. So. 
things that I will I will buy beers just off of a name or can art. Yeah. Uh, Steve says it's like your brain has balls and those balls were kicked over and over again. <laughs> yes, actually. <laughs> what is the Rick and Morty, those guys that they have the balls for the heads? Oh, yeah. Or the, the, the chin balls? The chin balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was actually a, a full... Weren't, what sci-fi comedy was that that was the Balchinians? Uh, uh, Men in Black. Okay, that's right. Men in Black. That's right. I think so, right? <laughs> I think that's right. Yeah. That's going to be in your search history, not mine. <laughs> uh, yeah. The malt is so much better on that one now. Yeah. Men in Black. Okay. Yeah. Balchinians. <laughs> uh, can't let you on the Wi-Fi anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You guys over by Voodoo Donuts? No, Voodoo is downtown. Uh, we are off 148th and Airport Way. We yeah. are over by PDX Mall 205 area. Yeah, so we are right over the bridge, PDX. Instead of taking a right to PDX, if you're, well, right or left, either way, just the opposite side, but five, uh, what, a mile, two miles? Two miles? Yeah. Something like that. It's two minutes from the airport. Yeah. So. <laughs> Don't make me turn that camera around. It, yeah. it, it pivots. <laughs> uh, like I said, we've got our own little fan club forming, forming here. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, normally this, this video would have a sponsor, but I don't have my sponsor slides on this laptop. You so got it memorized. I don't, unfortunately. Oh, you don't? I should. How I, do you? I thought you always memorized. I probably have the majority of it. That you, one. That one I read from from script. From script. So oh. yeah. Okay. It's easy enough. I, I've never bothered to memorize that one. I probably could do it. Uh, but I, I feel bad, like only giving <laughs> half the read. Something something love Linux. So, something something Linode. <laughs> yeah. So I think their links are still down below. Uh, I'm going to give this one for free. Uh, go to linode.com slash craftcomputing. Get a $100 60-day credit just for signing up for a new account. Get your home lab started today or your own personal cloud service. Uh, with Linode, you won't explode if Steve so, were here. Yeah, oh, yes. And then RAID. Linode, yeah. Remember, RAID's not a backup. RAID is not a backup. Yeah, there, there's all that. Uh, we will be back in full form yeah. next week. I found that out, actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, John texted me on Thursday in the midst of my, like, Migraine I would pain. rather be in a coma state um, and goes, hey, uh, do, do you want to come out to my office? Money is no option or yeah. money is no object. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I know it's probably a raid rebuild just based on photos and like this little 10 second video he shot me. Uh, I know I could probably get him back up and running. I literally can't even walk out to my car right <laughs> I was now. like, Jeff, you want to make 10K right now? Right. <laughs> right. I'm like, I'd love to. <laughs> I just can't. I, I physically cannot. So I uh, had to pass that one on to a buddy of mine. <laughs> yep. Yes, I learned firsthand and so did my office. And trust me, I didn't build the server. I don't control that part. But the guy who did, he was in the hospital. Uh, so... Anyways, to say, we're going to go away from the raid and actually get an actual proper server backup. Yes. A backup server. 
You looking to do in like hybrid cloud? I have no like, yeah, like half, yeah. half on prem, half on cloud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what that's what we're going for. That, that's honestly the 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 way I would build out just about any new deployment. Yeah, uh, and they want to stay. They want the main one to be on cloud and then on premise to be a backup. Yeah. Uh, so next up, I've got the Aventinius. Aventinius, it's a Dunkelweizen. So I'm gonna save my stout, which is the next one. Yeah, I'm, I'm saving my stout. So then this one is looking for group. So this is a Dunkelweizen, 4.3%. This is a hazy IPA, 6.4. Ooh, very. Frame rate is much better in person than on stream. Well, you can still only see 60. <laughs> you can still only see 60 FPS. <laughs> uh, uh. Did I miss a comment? No, I don't think I did. Okay. Cool. Look out. Yeah, yours. Is it? Yeah, yours. Yours looks thick. Uh, so yeah, what is, did you get? You get the same as mine. Okay. But look, look at the color difference. Yeah. I'm like, I'm betting that's the bottom of the keg. All the hot it resin. It might be. Yeah. Well, that it's twice as thick. Yeah, you, you're looking through three times as much glass. Yeah. It's very resiny. Yeah. It, it's that. I think I would probably only want this much. It's one of those IPAs that that coats you. Mm -hmm. It kind of gives you that acid burn. Ah, it's good, but smaller quantities. I would like to have, uh, so this is their Dunkelweizen, 4.3%. I would definitely like to have this one a little bit colder. Now, that's my fault. Uh, I, I, I left it. Same I let with it, mine. I let it sit for 30 minutes. Uh, I'm not going to hold that against it. Um, but uh, I think if this was colder, this would be super refreshing. Uh, it, it's got that kind of a feel to it. Uh, Flavor-wise, it's not making me think a whole lot. Like, like it's uh, standard German lager. Like, uh, just, just is. And I, I kind of like that sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, you know, like, um, pale ale, or not pale, lagers basically work. Right. It's like, I just want something to drink. I always lean more toward the paler inside. I just, I like crisp pales versus crisp lagers. That's yeah. Just, that's just me. Uh, anyway, we do have some news to get to. Yes, we do. Um, I'm not going to throw up any slides here because that I feel would get awkward on my 10 inch laptop. But uh, Valve is starting to sell refurbished Steam decks for $130 off the retail price, which means a starting price of just $299. That's not bad. Now that is the base model. It's base model with the 64 gigs of eMMC, but still expandable via micro SD or yeah. You can add your own SSD to it if you'd like as well. Yep. Um, but a lot of the, the more recent handhelds, they've been trending down in price, and uh, especially some of the, the last generation 6800U devices, they were starting to kind of crowd that, that mid-level and upper-level Steam Deck price point at you know the five and $600. Yeah. Um, and I'm sorry, as good as the Steam Deck is, as fantastic as the hardware is, it still doesn't hold a candle to some of the latest 
handheld hardware that's out there. So you've got the the 6800U Ryzen chip with the eight core 16 thread and the 680M graphics on it. Mm -hmm. um, you've got the 7840U with the 780M graphics with all you know 12 compute units of RDNA 3. Um, as good as the Steam Deck is, it's not bad. Uh, and so at you know the upper price points at the 550 and the 649, man, it was looking a little long in the tooth. Yeah. I like this move. I like this move to get the entry level of the Steam Deck down to $299, throw a micro SD card into it. That's a hell of a gaming handheld. Remember uh, last year, uh, I think it was Ambernick released the, the Win 600 at $299, and it was an abysmal handheld. Yeah. Uh, it, it couldn't even run like full speed GameCube emulation. Uh, it, it, it was sad. It was just a sad little handheld. Um, at $299, the Steam Deck all of a sudden makes a lot of sense at that price point. Yeah, I mean, it's basically, it is now the exact same price as, uh, you know, your home um, uh, video game system. You know, your yeah. Nintendo Switch, and that's the base model, not the OLED. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, your basic version of your Xbox, what are we on, one now? I don't remember. Uh, series S, Series X. Whatever, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, all... Series S, $299. So, yeah. So, you're bringing it back down. So, now, that's the nice part, like you're saying. It, it, it is this nice consumer price point. When mm -hmm. these first came out, it was like, oh, this is cool. I don't know if I want to pay $500 for this handheld item just to play my video games on. And, yeah, you know, it's... But now, now it is, if you buy one of these. And, again, the expansion pack, you're talking... Because hard or space is so cheap, uh, you're talking maybe fifty dollars if you want to expand it to a nice SSD. You know, you can right. get a terabyte for fifty bucks. Right. Um, so, three fifty. Um, yeah, for something like that, you can play all your games on the go. It's not a bad deal. It is not a bad deal. It, yeah. And I really hope that if they see this market continue, uh, if the Steam Valve Deck team sees that. Maybe they do consider that, hey, maybe we should make some smaller tweaks to lower the next model or come out mm -hmm. with smaller, lighter models. I don't know if that's really going to be possible because of, and this is all up to AMD if you really come down to think about it, because it's AMD that's producing the APUs that are powering basically all of these. Mm -hmm. And AMD has markets that they want to hit that they have intended for certain stock. Um, I've said before, I think that an eight core 16 threaded chip, uh, an APU is wasted in a handheld because you don't need more than four cores for mobile gaming. Yeah. And so throwing all the, the performance you want at the CPU, I'd rather see that horsepower being devoted towards graphics. Yeah. I'd rather see a four core eight threaded chip with 20 compute unit uh, on the APU side of things rather than eight or 12 that we've been getting. Mm -hmm. uh, and something like that, I think, is a much higher value proposition for gamers. But you're also going to start talking about potentially cannibalizing entry-level PC gaming costs uh, at that point, because you're going to start encroaching pretty quickly on RTX 4060 or, or RTX 3050 level graphics, which is in that $300 space. Yeah, well also you want to, you also then use your screen too. You yeah. know, the visual, because if that, if you're putting up that much graphics mm -hmm. and then your screen, if they're giving you an LED screen, you know, at 
really crappy hertz. I don't remember what the hertz of the, the Steam Deck was. 60 hertz. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll counter, though. Uh, with a four-core, eight-threaded, you know, Zen 3, RDNA 3 with 20 compute unit, let's just say. I'm okay. just pulling that number out of my hat. Um, there's no reason you can't hook that, hook that up to a 1080p monitor and, and go to town and, and get 60 FPS in all of your games. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I think one of the reasons AMD hasn't been pulling the trigger on that is they might be afraid of cannibalizing some of their low-end GPU sales in favor of people just going out and buying handhelds because they want the handhelds to be an accessory, not the only. Yeah. But I don't, I want it to be the only. This whole thing so makes I. sense as essentially your computer as the Switch. The Switch, I love that concept of a docking uh -huh. game station that's portable. If I can dock this and, and buy a monitor, wireless keyboard, wireless gaming keyboard that can hook up to my dock, boom, pop this in, I'm playing my game right off this. Yep. That's a phenomenal price. That, and that's where that $399 or, or $299 price point is wonderful. I'm yeah. buying a, uh, a gaming system that is my home gaming system for an extra $100 or $200. Mm -hmm. I'll buy my monitor and a good keyboard and mouse. And now I have both. Yeah. I don't have to spend five, $600 on my PC parts and then another $300 for my Switch or anything like that. It's half that cost. I really always wanted it to go into that direction. Yes, um, I, I will agree with that. I mean, uh, you've seen my, my daily driver laptop yeah. now. I, I daily drive a GPD WinMax 2 because I wanted that gaming portability with the occasional laptop use. Yes. And, this is the fourth Talking Heads Up live stream from this laptop now? Something like that? Um, no, I mean, it, it feels comfortable too. But uh, I've taken this on planes. Not today, obviously. Uh, <laughs> uh, we've been to San Jose and live streamed there. So I, I played games in, on the plane on the way there with uh, my Enreal Air headset. We got to the brewery, we hooked it up, had the camera going and Easy go. as that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's all the compute power that I really need on the go. And it also plays games just dynamite. So. Hey, you got a bigger screen. And I got a bigger screen. Yeah. And I also paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> this was not cheap. But uh, that's the problem is we, we're wanting it, that combination. You want that half. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Steam, the Valve, when it first came out, was like, oh, this is good. Also, it, if I remember, it's pretty big. It is, yeah, it, it says seven inch screen. It's not until you hold it that you feel how large the Steam Deck actually is. Kind of like the old uh, Game Gear. <laughs> actually, in much respects, yes. Yeah. Wasn't it like a four inch screen? Uh, I think it might have even been a three and a half. Yeah, or what, like the, the, eight the double A's? <laughs> six, six double A's. <laughs> Uh, 3.2 inch. Oh. <laughs> Even worse. The Game Gear had a 3.2 inch LCD screen. Yeah, I knew it wasn't four. <laughs> Six double A's. Yep. Yeah, that, that I remember. Do you, ever have, do you ever have the TV kit for it? No, never had the TV kit yeah. for it. And then 30 hours of battery life. Oh, that's a crock. I know. Uh-uh. Oh, my gosh. I didn't even know that thing was... Uh, on on what planet did anyone ever get 30 hours of battery life out of six AA's on uh -uh. that machine? Uh-uh. 
There's no possible way. Six, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I would say over under one hour per battery. Game gear. <laughs> Steam deck. Size. Just curious. If anyone, there we go. Okay. All right. It, yeah. It's significantly. It, it is larger than It is game much gear. larger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, the Game Gear back in the day, the only other handheld device was the Nintendo Game Boy, so and which was you know a narrow right. VHS size. Yeah. But uh, the Game Gear felt huge in comparison. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, here's the uh, Steam Deck versus the Switch, and you're you're talking it looks like almost an inch and a half on each side, maybe or an inch. Oh yeah. So that's yeah. still that's still a significant size. Uh, the other thing that gets you with the Steam Deck is how thick it is. Ah. It, it's it's girthy. Yeah. Uh, it it feels very comfortable in the hand. It's one of the most comfortable handholds that's out there. Oh, see, that's kind of one of my problems with the Switch. It's so thin. Yeah. I don't have a grip. Yeah. On, on it. Yeah. And, and I have to grip it down, and I feel like my controllers, the hinges constantly break off. You know, snap off. It says, yeah. your controller came out. Ah, I'm yep. in the middle of doing a backflip right now. Yep. I know I'm going to die. Oh. All right. Let's see. What else do we got going on? Stop reminding me I'm supposed to be live in Las Vegas right now. <laughs> I know. I, I'm so mad about that, but I'm so mad at myself. <laughs> I've never missed a flight before. I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, when we got there, it was check-in. I don't even know why, because you already paid for it. Why don't they at least let you attend? I know there's probably people going to sit there and say it's a security reason. But still, fine, let me go through security. I could see the security line. There was maybe a 20-minute security line. Yeah, and that... and. For where our gate was, for all we know, it was the next gate over. We might have been able to make it. Right. And how, how many people have gone on an airplane and the plane actually left on time? Right. So, yeah. And they might have even been like calling our names, to be like, "We're waiting for Jeff." And that's only if you check in. Oh. You have you have to get you have to get your boarding pass for mm -hmm. them to wait for you. So, we we got there at. Uh, Should have done online check-in. Yeah, it was one twenty-eight when we when I walked up to the gate, and. Uh, Yep. Yeah, should have done online check-in. Oh, well. Insult to injury, less... there's planes flying over the top yes. of us right now. It's all right. We will have spent less money then. Yes. So. Uh, Saved a little bit of money. Let's see. What do I got up next? I got 11. Pixelated Kale. I like that. I like I can see through beers. What is this one? 12. 17 Dunkel Bison? Thought I just had the Dunkel, but no. You had. They... No, I mixed them up. That was Pixelated Pale that I just had. Ah! Oh. Okay, that's what I'm having. Okay. This is the Dunkel. I would actually, now that I've had this, 
I totally agree. This needs to be cold. It needs to be cold. It needs to be cold. Yeah. Yep. Like, um, it's a perfect. Like I said, like I said to me, it was just a. It, I wasn't thinking pale, but I, I I said a lager that just doesn't make you think. Yeah. There's no flavor evolution to it. There's no anything weird that little, you're looking for. A little malt. That's about it. And then, but only reason there's probably even malt is because it's warm. Right. If right. it wasn't for that, th this is your. But if this was ice cold, oh, it's so good. This is your, yeah. This is your alternative to a lager on a with a burger. Yeah. That's what this would be. Yep. There's some German notes. Okay. <laughs> You're like that last one was a horrible German. Okay. Term. I mean, I've, I I went you know Dunkelweiss and I went okay well you know German lager whatever. Mm -hmm. um, no, this one actually has uh, some of that ester, little light little light clove right on the top of it. So no Defcon for Jeff. Nope. No DEFCON for Jeff. Uh, and normally, you'd have the opportunity to, to rebook your flight right then and there. Oh, we're, we're taking off in another four hours for Vegas. Well, yeah, we have one seat if you'd like to buy it for $750. Yeah, there was, she, she laughed, at, laughed at you with a slight smirk and was like, all right, well, here's the alternative. We're going to take you up to Seattle. You're going to wait five hours. And then yeah. you're going to fly down to Vegas and you'll be there uh, like 11 p.m. tonight. Right. Yeah. For $700. Yeah. Yeah. It was $700. It was a five hour layover in Seattle and they didn't get me into Vegas until like 1130. Yeah. It was like, uh, okay. If that was a hundred bucks. Okay. That's, that's one thing. Like that's just time. Right. That, that's yeah. hundred, hundred bucks and my time. Yeah. Cool. Okay, I'll do that. That's you my, know. I'll eat my mistake for a hundred bucks. I will right. not eat yeah. it for seven hundred. There's good restaurants in, in SeaTac. I've been there before. Yeah. Like, you know, fine. I'll, I'll, we, I'll find something. We would have done the, the live stream from the Seattle airport. Right. There you go. You know, uh, but no, for $750. No. Nope. 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 No spirit airlines. Uh, spirit was 675. If yeah. I wanted to leave today or tomorrow. So, yeah, we were, uh, we looked at all options. So, like I said, I'd like to be mad at someone else. It's no one's fault but mine. I, I did not double check the departure time. Uh, and, and normally I give myself a lot more time to, to get through security. Like, I, I like getting through security and then sitting down for an hour and having a pint. Well, yeah, that's, like, that was kind of our whole thing. We were going to like, oh, let's sit down. Let's go. Cause there's what, two or three breweries in, yeah. in the, I, I usually hit hub, uh, Hopworks or brewery. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, did the Deschutes there close down? I don't remember. I, I don't remember if Deschutes is still open, but yeah, usually go there, get one of their beers, take a seat. Uh, and if you get drunk, the nice part is they have those electric walkways. Right. So I was going to lean on this. Right. Well, my thought is, you know, if, if I have to do a layover, you know, I'm not going to drive until, <laughs> oh. oh, a couple of puppers getting to know each other. Yep. Not in that way, YouTube. What's funny is they both actually look like my dog. Mine has a brown patch over the eye, but so my dog Ruby is a uh, Australian Shepherd and Boxer mix. So she's no. got a little bit of that that Terrier Pit breed going, uh, and both of them look 
almost 50-50, that, yeah. that same mix. That one looks a little bit more like your dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of cuties. <laughs> All right. Might as well drive at that point with price and layovers, except it's still Vegas and it's still 16 hours, like 12 of which is through the middle of the desert. So I, I opted for not. I mean, I was down, but... but. Uh, I was not. Rent, rent a car, floor it. We'll do the uh, the fastest car in the world is a rental mm -hmm. car. Mm -hmm. A rental car with full coverage. Yes, that's true. Yeah. We'll put it on the craft computing account. It's fine. Actually, what's really funny is uh, Vegas and I have a history with rental cars. Um, so I, I took Rhett to CES in 2019. And uh, we rented a, what was it? It's a Nissan Versa. It's a 2019 Nissan Versa. Um, and this was uh, when the government was in threat of shutdown because they couldn't approve a budget. Mm. Uh, and so air traffic controllers were on the verge of shutdown. And in <laughs> fact, McCarran was going to be one of the airports that stopped working. They were like, nope, we're going to walk. If we don't have a budget, we're walking. Um, and so it's like, you're going to strand everyone from Silicon Valley in Las Vegas. Get ready to get hacked. <laughs> right. Um, well, this was CES, so this is not the hackers. This was like the CEOs of these companies. Oh, yeah, in Las Vegas. Like, you're going to strand the CEOs of these companies in Las Vegas during CES. Uh, and Rhett and I were like, well, we need a plan to get home. Like, like, you know, our hotel only lasts so long and I'm not paying, you know, off rate prices yeah. for it. Uh, and so we're like, well, I can always extend the rental and drop it off in Oregon. And so tell you what, we'll review the rental car on the way home. Yeah. And so the whole week we were talking about ways to review the 2019 Nissan Versa with room and a half for 2.2 people. <laughs> Looking up all the Top Gear notes you could do. Like, yeah. yes, all right, let's do this. We were totally going to do a full Top Gear, like <laughs> get out of the car, walk around, kick the tires, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Hear that CVT just get, spring get into that. action. You be in there and Rhett has to run next to it. Which one's faster? Mm. <laughs> get the Mario Kart. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, we were... We were looking at uh, if worse, if push comes to shove, let's just review the rental car and drive back to Oregon. <laughs> uh, yeah, drive from Kansas to Vegas is 19 hours away. Vegas is 19 hours from everything but Los Angeles, and it's still eight hours from Los Angeles. Like, Vegas is in the middle of nowhere. No one understands that. And there's nothing anywhere remotely that you'd ever want to stop at between you and Vegas. Yeah, no, and you better make sure you have a full tank, too. Right. Um, so I've looked at doing the drive before because I've looked at uh, potentially having some case mods that would be unveiled at, like, CES and things like that. And it's like, do I want to, like, crate up my case and ship it, or would I rather just drive? And to me, the anxiety says, just drive. It'll be better that way. Yeah. Uh, and so I've looked up multiple times, like, what is the drive time from, from Salem to Vegas? 
Well, see so what you do, you go like Salem to Reno. Right. And you do make it a two day trip. Right. Then Reno to Vegas. <laughs> and then you gamble half your gas money in Reno. Right. Because those slots are easier. Yeah. Are, are, are we going to make it the second half? Time <laughs> will tell. <laughs> We have some beer news if you want to talk about some beer news. Sure. Actually, this one got me really excited. Uh, we usually do talk about this every year. If you're part of the Discord, you'll already know what this is. But even in the Discord, it is still talked about. And that is uh, one of our favorite beers to always seasonally pick up. That is Goose Island Bourbon County Stout and their new latest lineup. There is some good news and some bad news this year. Uh, usually it is a eight bottle release. Unfortunately, this year they are scaling back by two. So it's only a six bottle release. However, two of those bottles are excellent bottles. Let uh, me just say the scale back is worth it. Okay? Yes. So we do have the standard 2023 Bourbon County brand original stout. Uh, so it's I believe that's aged in like three or four different uh, Buffalo Trace, Heaven Hills, Four Roses, and Wild Turkey Barrels, yes. like it always is. If you find it, it's around 10, 12 bucks, 13, something yeah. like that. Uh, don't pay 15. If you see a 15, don't get it. Mm -hmm. but, but anywhere below that, definitely worth probably two. Yeah. Buy one, drink it fresh, save it for a year or six months. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's yeah. a great. On to the next one, though. It is the 2013 bourbon brand Eagle Rare, aged for two years in Eagle Rare barrels. Yes, and for anyone who ever looks at age statements, that is an absurd age statement yes. on a beer. Um, so, yeah, they, they took their standard Bourbon County Stout and they placed it in Eagle Rare bourbon barrels 10-year Eagle Rare Bourbon yeah. Barrels for an entirety of two years. Um, typically, a barrel finished or a barrel aged gets somewhere between three and nine months. Yeah, usually. And that's it. Yeah, no. If you see a one-year age, you're talking $24, $32 a bottle. Yeah. You know, that, that the higher end, double de above $20, you know. Yeah. You're going to have to bust out two $20 bills just to be pay for this type of thing. Uh, it says it has robust oak, toasted almonds, and a warming vanilla. I believe this is just the, the base version. And yeah. then instead of all those other barrels, it is pure, uh, just 10-year Eagle Rare. Yeah. So the second good one that Jeff and I are both excited about is the 22 brand Angel's Envy two-year cast finished stout. Yes. That one itself is also amazingly amazingly sounded good so it's bourbon county lineup's first cast finished stout spent a year in uh angels envy bourbon barrels and then another year in ruby port wine barrel so still two year but not uh, it's a year in each yes so uh, but this is going to have uh usually they have like a fruited version every year and this yeah. is going to be kind of a fruited version because of the port wine but it's going to have more of a cherry and a spice uh, I think it's probably going to be like um, uh, those cherry chocolate candies. Yeah. That's probably with bourbon, essentially. Yeah. Um, those one, are the two. Well, there's one more that I'm looking forward to. That, that, but those are the two I'm personally yeah. looking forward to. Uh, obviously, those are going to be the ones to have. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, you lead with your best foot forward. Those are two damn good feet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, they're coming out with a Bananas Foster 
stout. That's now, the other one that I wanted. Uh, these are all, by the way, all barrel-aged beers. They're not just flavored pastry stouts. They are right. barrel-aged beers. Um, one of the other things I always love, too, is the bottles themselves are etched glass. Or not etched, um, um, imprinted. They're, they're blown glass. They're blown glass. Yeah. And so that's not just, ooh, here's a cool label. These bottles, I always thought, even though they're owned by Anheuser-Busch, and, or, you know, a major brewery. We're always like, no, yeah, but look, they're still giving the craft department attention. Yes. They're still doing good stuff. Um, so this is ripe bananas, toasted almonds, brown sugar, and cinnamon. That's, oh, mm -hmm. I want to have that. Mm -hmm. uh, but they, this is a re-release from 2017. So it's the same recipe. It's not, hey, we have extra left over. It's just the same recipe. Right. Uh, so then, no, Bananas Foster, whenever that one comes. Oh. Yeah. Putty in your hands. So then they have a brand backyard uh, stout. So this one is a, a rye whiskey, barrel aged, uh, which aged in rye barrels made with mulberry. So, so it's got uh, some weird, but weird ones. But that one, unfortunately, is only the Chicago market. So if you know someone in Chicago, which we do. Come on, give us a call. We, you know who you are. We'll be on the Patreon. Uh, that's going to be there. And also, unfortunately, only the Chicago market is one of my personal favorite versions, the Proprietor Stout. Proprietor Stout. Proprietor Stout. I still have my 2017 Proprietor Stout. As so do I. Yep. Um, but this one is dried fruit, vanilla custard, warming spices, toasted rice. Uh, it is it's a beer to have, honestly. It, it, it's rice figgy pudding. It's so good. <laughs> it's, it's one of my, it's like top three. Yes. I got to buy this beer. Yes. So uh, that is the beer news for today. Um, you will probably see one of those on this show later this winter. All of these beers, by the way, come out Black Friday. So the day after Thanksgiving. Am I seeing a Chicago road trip coming up? Well, yeah. you know, Vegas got canceled. <laughs> All that money is going to go to the buying uh, right. Goose Island. Yeah, unfortunately, I spent $400 on this trip and made it to Portland. It's the most expensive trip to Ikea you've ever had. It really is. <laughs> and you didn't get even any meatballs. Nope. Didn't even get my meatballs. Darn it. Skull says he opened the 2015 proprietors last weekend and it went sour. Oh, yeah. man, that stinks. Yeah. Yeah, he said it turned to soy sauce. Oh. Which is the worst state of beer could be. <laughs> what, I, Skull, I don't remember what year the bad version of uh, just the regular one was. Was it 15? There was an infected version. There, of, was, there was one that was, I thought it was earlier. I thought it was 13 or 14. Yeah. No. 2015. 2015. So it might yep. be. You might have got a, a literally one in the bad batch. Yeah. Skull. So could have been it. Yeah, I thought it was a couple years earlier than that, but no, the the 2015 were the infected ones. So. So hopefully there, that might mean there's hope for my 2017. If you're just joining us, we are at Level Brewing here in Portland, Oregon, off 148th and Airport Way, uh, over in the Mall 205 and PDX area. Uh, 
if you're in the area, stop by. We'll be here till about eight o'clock uh, having beers because uh, it's only five hours. Okay. Why would we go to Phoenix? Because it's only five hours from Vegas, so you could drive that. I mean, it's better. <laughs> what about Phoenix to Vegas? At this point, I'm kind of committed to staying home. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> all right, it's uh, fine. Yeah, I've already, I've already let reality set in. Watch, there's a flight leaving in 30 minutes. And we connect. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're already too late to make it, apparently. Oh, yes. And look, I know, I know airport staff works hard, but. Come on. When I can see that the security line is not 40 minutes long and. <laughs> Alaska's hub is not that big in PDX. Like I could have made it. Yeah. Especially because we weren't checking any bags. No. I, I didn't need anything other than what I had on me. So if anyone wants to say anything in the chat, we uh, comments are open. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, Phoenix is about four hours from Vegas, so is LA. So. Yep, yep, yep. Watch, you'll find a flight from Portland to Phoenix with a layover in Vegas. <laughs> uh, actually, there have been people who have been banned from airlines for doing that, for, for fare jumping. Oh. Uh, so, which it seems to me the best way to make money as an airline is to charge for every destination along the way, not just your final destination. But apparently, uh, some people have uh, before, I think American is one of the recent to ban someone from doing this. Um, let's say you, you book a flight in Georgia, it has a layover in South Carolina and then connects to New York. Mm -hmm. um, that's why the screens when you're checking in will ask you, yeah. is New York your final destination? Ah. Because if you're trying to fare jump on, on them, if you've got a lower price to go to the New York ticket than you did to the San, the South Carolina ticket. Gotcha. There, there's whole contracts and terminal fees and everything that mm. apparently balled in. I'm not defending big airlines. Screw big airlines. Yeah. Uh, I got there. Who cares? They got their money. But yeah. The. If anything, they'll save on the weight of the if, that I'm using up for their gas. So they don't have to fill up the uh, jet as much. Yeah. Should be fine. Nope. Uh, no flights. Everything's gone for the next two days. Yep. I assumed. Yep. It, it's because it's DEF CON. So uh, I, I got my flight at a pretty good rate, and there's no replacing that rate. Yeah. So unfortunately, it just is what it is at this point. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ivan, hey Jeff, longtime viewer and subscriber, really enjoying the content. Ha have a strange question. Do you think it's possible to 3D print a 3U server chassis for an ATX motherboard? Possible, yes. Practical, no. Um, part of the problem with a lot of 3D printed parts until you get into some quasi-exotic materials, and I'm talking like 
carbon fill PETG or CF nylon or things like that, their glass transition temp is well within the operating temperature of a standard server rack. Uh, so if you think 60 degrees Celsius, there are components inside your chassis that will hit 60 degrees Celsius and will warp PLA, PETG, uh, ASA, and a whole bunch of other uh, types of filaments. Um, it's not until you get reinforced filaments or you remove that glass transition by heat treating that you'd be able to do something in that scale. And even in that scale, you're going to be more prone to warping than anything else. And in server rack gear, if you're talking about fit and finish and fitment of, of mm -hmm. gear, there's pretty tight tolerances inside of that environment. Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely some room to be explored from 3D printed augmentation, uh, maybe a, a hybrid build of some steel frame with some 3D printed connecting components. But what do you buy for the main steel components of that? So. Um, also, what's the cost of the, the polymer used and then how good's your printer? Right. All yeah, of that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you start getting into, you know, you know, a, a 3U enclosure. Are you talking loaded up with hard drives? You're going to be talking, you know, needing two or three kilograms worth of filament to make it sturdy enough to hold, you know, you know, 20 hard drives into it. And then also there's just time build, having the thing build and print that out. Well, I, and then I, what happens if it gets bumped in mistakes? Well, I, I never take the time element if someone asks, can I do something? Because I guess I go with time versus money of an option. There, there's I mean, always that, but uh, I like exploring the question for what it is and, and just kind of, can I 3D print an enclosure? Yeah, um, well, sure. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Hi. Uh, What's that? Uh, this is the number 13, whatever that was. Skyward. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. So you got 13. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, so this is the, also the Skyward. And then this is 11. So this is... Or, no, this is 17. Strangely enough, a lighter color than both yours and, uh, right? and his. Right? Yeah. yeah. This, is the Saison. this is actually a good Saison. This is the Ready Player One. I actually kind of like this. Nice. It's very light. It's 4... Or, yeah, 4.5%. If yeah. you're looking for that spicy yeasty ester notes of a saison, but very light farmhouse for summer, nice. again, would be much better ice cold. So. Uh, missed the start of your show. What did you get in your beer flight? Uh, we've been kind of going through one at a time, but uh, I think it's as good as time as any to recap. We are here at Level Brewing in Portland, Oregon, off 148th and Airport Way. Uh, let's see, I got a number six, which is the Go Hef Yourself, <laughs> uh, German-style Hefeweizen. Um, I got the Game On Northwest IPA, which was very solid, surprisingly malty. Uh, I did a Pixelated Pale, 6.1%. Uh, Aventinius Dunkelweizen, 4.3%. I'm currently drinking the Skyward Strike Hazy IPA, 
And then both John and I, for our last beer of the night, have the Fatality from 2022, their Imperial Barrel Age Stout, clocking in at 11.5. There we go. Yeah, I just posted the draft list of what currently is here. Yeah. So we are at the so Level Beer has three main locations or three locations. We are at the main brewery location. Yes. So actually, it's really nice. We were here before. There was like four people here mm -hmm. at like two o'clock. And you could smell the malt going in the yeah. brewery behind us. Like, this smells good. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you smell like the kitchen, and this has a bunch of food carts outside. So when you walk inside, it's pretty open, but you just smell, oh, that's milled grain and malt. Like, I like that smell. Yeah. Uh, Vince chimes in. He had to th uh, fully 3D print a 2U Raspberry Pi rack. Um, and things like that, rack augmentations, uh, so Raspberry Pi rack mounts, or um, I have a rack mounted facade for my cable modem, so my cable modem can rack mount. Those are totally things that are in the 3D printer warehouse, yeah, uh, or wheelhouse, rather. Uh, 3D printing is something that's going to hold a CPU that reaches 85C uh, and a stack of 12 or 15 hard drives. That's another thing entirely. Uh, so the, the technology is cool, but without some more exotic materials or fabrication techniques, a la using, you know, threaded rod for, for load support and things like that, it's going to be tricky. Ooh. Excuse me. Jack uh, asked, uh, he tried a ice wine beer. I don't know if I've ever seen a wine beer, or ice, wine beer but I think he's just talking ice wine. Uh, in Canada, want to know what our thoughts on something like that would be. Um, I've had some ice wine before. I, I haven't had ice wine. I've had ice cider and iced beer, yeah. not wine. Yeah. Uh, but I looked up, they're all the same thing. Yeah. And it's just... Super sweet, it, but it, high it's, ABV. It's freeze distilled, yeah, essentially uh, freeze distilled spirits. Um, stop taunting me. I know. Uh, uh, yeah, um, obviously, it's it's one way to uh, to increase the the ABV of something without. Uh, you either have to to feed it more sugar or make it poop out more alcohol or both, and getting a yeast that is hardy enough to do that is definitely non-trivial in non-distillate techniques. Yeah. And so, um, like, uh, there's, what's the, uh, uh, Applejack. 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 That's, yeah, two talents, uh, Applejack. Yeah, uh, uh, Applejack is a common freeze distillate uh, uh, spirit that you can buy. Uh, and yeah, 20, 20, I think it's like 20%, something like that, or yeah. 18, 19, because they sell at grocery stores, so it's got to be under 20. Yeah. So, but it's pretty high up there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so that's a common distillate that you will see uh, where they will use freeze distillation to, to increase the ABV of, you know, a, essentially what is a fortified wine or an apple cider wine. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, it, it's definitely a solid process. I think it's, it's underused. I would like to see it used more. But uh, in the U.S. at least, the ATF is so hard on how an alcohol was produced and what constitutes what type of alcohol 
it's it makes it hard to experiment with different ventures. So if you want to make a wine and then freeze distill it, those are two very different ventures. You're not going to be able to cross yeah. those both and make sure and, you're crossing all the you know, checking all the boxes yeah, for the ATF. Each state, there's different regulations on top of that too. Yeah. Um, also, you waste a lot of products freeze distilling yeah. because so it whatever it is, it's a larger investment, and so when you sell that bottle. It's double, triple the markup of anything else. Yeah. And even just R&Ding that, that's time and a lot more money than uh, something that would sell, like a, just my regular wine, just my regular beer. Yeah. You know, uh, so it's, it's hard to do that. And even distilling, you're like, well, I can distill the alcohol out, but it's probably going to be pretty good because straight up distilling is a lot easier than ice distilling. Yeah. Um, and you need an industrial freezer for certain ABV levels, and not everyone has that for large yep. batches, yep. all that equipment. And it, like you said, it's not very common, but it is fun to see when you do see it. I do wish I agree with you. It was more utilized. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, part of it is the regulation around it, uh, where uh, you're either a spirit or a wine or a, uh, or a beer and, or, you know, or a fermented fermented beverage. Uh, beverage and and there's not a lot of wiggle room outside of that or in between those uh so wine you can do pretty much whatever you want uh, as long as your product comes from crushing grapes and then fermenting the the, the juice the, the, the juice of that yeah uh distillation you can do just about whatever you want although the regulations are slightly higher as far as checks and balances during the aging process to make sure you're actually producing what you say you're producing you're evaporating what you say you're evaporating um you know th those get a little bit more lengthy but um you know if you want to make a mash and then distill it down yeah there's nothing saying you can't the problem is there's a lot saying that you can't ferment something into a beer and then freeze distill it or make a make a wine and then put it in a still there, there's not a lot of crossover when it comes to those types of, of processes yeah, uh, who is it? Uh, uh, BC Camera said a buddy of his owns a meadery and he can't even brew a beer because of the laws yeah. inside of his meadery, just the alcohol laws. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, bec yeah. Uh, because meadery is a very specific form of uh, fermentation. fermentation. Yep, honey, water, yep. that's it. Uh, and, and so the, there, are, there are regulations written around meadery specifically uh, as well as cidery specifically. Yep. Uh, uh, we have a friend who runs a cidery that they cannot make beer there. Yep. Uh, because, so, yeah. if because they, if they do like a, a graph, which is a collab of beer and cider, they have to do it. They have to make their cidery there, bring it to the brewery. The brewery then brews the beer there, and then the brewery can add it. Yeah. But the cidery can't add it. Correct. And that's like what? Yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Because law. because someone's license prohibits something. Yep. Right. That's so yeah, part. no. There's a lot of that. Like I said, cross processing. Uh, is where you get really difficult and where I'd love to see more experimentation because there's so much fertile ground there. Yeah. Well, that's where that's that. And that's the barely big bad part, though, too, is a lot of home brewers can do whatever they want because, you know, you go oh, five gallons of five gallons. You can do that of anything. Right. Maybe not distilling, but uh, certain places. Yeah, you anyway. can't distill it. Yeah, I can't, I can't distill it. We can't distill in Oregon, but yeah. um, we, can do, we can do everything else. We can do freeze distilling, which I've done. I did a video on it. Yep. Um, but uh, 
people then get, oh, I'll, I'll make this cross-politization thing, and I, it's so good, all my friends are, and then you go and look up the laws, you can't do that in mass. You can't go and open up a brewery and, and focuses on that. And yeah. if, if you find a way, it's probably a huge headache to have multiple licenses, and you gotta pay for this, and there's regulations of certain equipment has to be separated somewhere else, and you're like, it is so not worth it. Yeah. So. Yep, someone's going to lose something somewhere, yep. and, and that's what it comes down and then, to. And then your product is going to be a lot more money than you think, too. Even yep. if you did find a way around all the laws and all the regulations, and you paid for all that separation in one building, your pint is probably going to be like $12, $13 because of all the fees. You, as the distiller or brewery, whatever, whatever you want to call it, yep. had to pay. Yep. So. Uh, you could dump your server waste heat into distillation. Unfortunately, in Oregon, uh, home distilling is not allowed. Nope, not allowed so, here. You can freeze distill. You can freeze distill, but you cannot still still. Yeah. Uh, not that I know anyone who would. No. Um, see, Ivan sends over 25 AED. That's uh, United Arab Emirates. Oh. So, thank you, Ivan. Very thank much. You. Cheers. Keep it up. Yes. Blue Bunny says Ready Player One is his favorite. Oh, it's good. It's a good Saison. Yeah. I really like it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge Saison fan because most of the ones I have are like higher ABV, 7-8%. Um, and they have such a stronger flavor. But Steve loves a good Saison. Yeah. Um, him and his wife both love good yeah. Saisons. And that's a great Steve's, one. Steve's the Saison drinker yeah. among us. So, I mean, I like almost every other style of beer except... Not, well, pickle and Saison. Yeah. I won't go out of my way to buy a Saison. Well, pickle's just an additive. Yeah. I, I could say that I like an IPA until you add pickle, but I don't feel like that's a valid qualifier. I'm, I'm, I don't I, think pickle qualifies as a style of beer. I don't know. I think... I, I think I, pickle I, is an additive. Theoretically, you could boil pickle juice and do like 10 gallons of pickle juice instead of water. You, to you totally could. Wouldn't that then be the style? Because like a graph would be all apple juice. Yeah, but then but then that's a graph. But the, but that's a style. So right. That's a style of a drink. So you could do the same thing. Right, but 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 if, but if you're saying there's a style of beer I don't like, I don't like saison and I don't like pickle. I don't think pickle qualifies as a style of beer. I'm gonna look this up. I think pickle qualifies as a modifier. Sure. An additive of beers. A terrible one at that. I, that I agree with. Yes. Um, What's well, funny, so this is the uh, the Skyward. Yes. This is the Zelda-inspired one. So it's a Gose um, style. Right. It, it would yeah. be Gose. Yeah. Um, but uh, further enhanced by the addition of Dil... Oh. Oh, it's not further enhanced. No. <laughs> Piss off. No. Um, so this is the Skyward. It is super sweet when it's warmed up. Yeah. It is super sweet. Like, even since I've just started drinking it. Well, you had it earlier, too, where it's probably even mm -hmm. a little bit colder. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's almost like candy on the back end now. That's good. Let's see. They, I think they have a light, juicy, seasonal notes of tropical fruit and coconut. I didn't get the coconut. I didn't get coconut. Tropical fruit, oh, yeah. Oh, there, there's, a, there's a strike one yeah. for the Skyward Strike. You don't you don't sit there and say something has a note to this and you when didn't it totally even add doesn't. It. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, again, coconut's hard to to keep into a beer. 
if they were aiming for it, that's one thing, but including it in the description, and I, I get that it's a hazy as well. Like it's even harder to get some of those muted flavors to hold oh, yeah. in a hazy. <laughs> did you? Did you? If it says coconut, I don't taste coconut. Did you? you get so it all of those Jonathan Frank's. Um, what was that show? The sci-fi show, uh, believe it or not. Believe it or not. Yeah, 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 Ripley's. Ripley's, yeah. believe it or not. Whereas, like, this was all fiction. This it's a hoax. A, Total hoax. fabrication. I, I put that breweries writing a description of their beer. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Complete fiction. <laughs> it didn't happen. Didn't happen. It's None happened. of it. <laughs> and oh. then I, what I find is like I'll do those, and it's like personally like I find it funny. Thirty views. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no one liked it. Yeah. And I just do something about hey, my keys, and I'm drunk. Five hundred thousand views. Like this is stupid. Uh, Michael says. Uh, uh, did they have the Hef beer? Yes, they yes. did. I actually started we the both, night with that. I had that as well. Uh, and then uh, we had the conversation before. What is a tropical fruit? A tropical fruit is uh, is is your citrus bearing fruits. It's it's your your orange, your pineapple, your guava, your grapefruit, your mangoes. Mango. Sometimes passion fruit can be added yeah. in there. Yeah, it's lemon, lime, orange, pineapple, mango, papaya. Yeah, if if you think fruits, you're probably more thinking buried fruit, like strawberry, blueberry, raspberry, that yeah. kind of thing. Uh, you can also go apples and, apples. and, and whatnot uh, as, as more of a northern fruit. Um, but uh, yeah, when we talk tropical fruit, that's what we're, we're describing. Yeah, it's usually the citrus. Citrus and island Cit style. Citrus and, and parallel family. Yeah. Beyond belief, fiction, or fact. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yes. Anyways. Well, he was actually alive in 1981 when those started airing. <laughs> All right. So this is the 2022 fatality Barrel uh, age, 11.5. 11.5 from Level Beer. Yep. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. A lot of coffee at the back end. There's a roasty. I should say roasty. Yeah. Roasty. There it is. I got nothing but bitter dark chocolate. That's all I get. For too. the first, like, 70% of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's over warmed, yeah. but it's kind of thin to yeah. for what it is. Look, it's good, and I know that a can of this is like only five bucks. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I don't know how long they age their barrels, right. you know, the beer in barrels. Like we were talking with the uh, Bourbon County Stouts, two years in in some cases. It's usually a, a year minimum. This ah uh, three months maybe four yeah. months. That's kind of what it tastes like. I taste, I taste it, but it's so much chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, that is very dark chocolate. So much dark chocolate. I will state for how much dark chocolate is, how warm it is. It actually doesn't doesn't really have too much of a sour note. No. Um, sometimes barrel aged beers can have uh, weaker ones or not weaker ones. I guess just. 
not in not rich ones can have a soury note to it, and even dark chocolate, if it's too dark, can have a, a sour note. Oh, to totally. It. You know, yeah, you can. You start, get seventy percent cocoa. You can, you can start turning sour. into sour cherry fruit and, yeah. and things like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if you like super dark chocolate, like the 70, 80, 90, 95 cacao, yeah. uh, those high-end ones, you taste dark, sour fruits, dark this, cherry. This might be a little bit too much for, for my delicate sensibilities tonight. Oh. Well, there was the uh, winter warmer I was thinking about buying mm -hmm. us. We'd split that. Yeah, don't know. Uh, okay, so rye whiskey. Hmm? Uh, it's an rye whiskey. Okay. So rye whiskey, uh, big, dark, roasty, decadent with notes of toasted marshmallow. A sour note, hints of Sheila? I should call her. Yeah. And vanilla. I don't get the vanilla. Don't say vanilla. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chuck wants to know, when do you think 2.5 gigabit switches will be a thing? Will home switches go to 10 gig? Asking because I'm looking for 2.5 gig for my lab. If you're looking for 2.5 gig for your lab, skip it and go to 10. Don't spend your money on 2.5 gear. Spend your money on 10 gear that will negotiate at 2.5, 5, and 10. Um, 2.5 is kind of a stopgap, and at this point, even on the per die, the per chip, the integration cost is nearly cost equivalent with 10 gig gear because 10 gig is so much more ubiquitous and, and utilized. Um, so yeah, don't invest in 2.5 gig gear. I cannot stress that enough. If you have, if you have a home environment that has a whole bunch of like brand new, like one or two generation old, motherboards with 2.5 gig built in and you think you could benefit that's when i would do it but that's a pretty niche use case so yeah zachary agrees don't doesn't think uh 2.5 will ever become a thing and neither do i uh simply because the cost of 10 gig is almost exactly what it is for 2.5 gear uh, will you guys dump on me if I admit I like McMiniman's Black Widow Porter? I know people that like Black Widow Porter. Sure. There's nothing wrong with it. I, 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 don't, I don't dump on anyone for liking anything, even pickle. Uh, I, I may personally hate it. It's not I for might. me. I might. I might. Depending on, depending on their attitude. Yeah. I might. Uh, but uh, no, like what you like. And, and that's, that's totally cool. No, any, any thoughts on the old 10 gig Arista switches? They are all over eBay. Hope you have licensing to, to make them work. Partially kidding. Uh, I've not looked much at a lot of the Arista 10 gig switches. Um, I've, I've been recommended them a couple of times. Uh, I haven't had too much of a need to look into them because I have 110 gig network in my, in my infrastructure in spades. Hashtag humble brag, um, and so I really haven't had a need to look at something like that. Um, I am looking at some QNAP switches currently uh, that are are meant to be like mid entry level. Uh, 
you know, large distro switches for that kind of purpose. Uh, and, and I know Arista makes good stuff, but Arista also likes to cloud itself in a lot of the Cisco BS type of ecosystem of the, you know, buy everything Arista and buy all of our licenses and make sure you have everything Arista support top to bottom and sure. <laughs> Arista is fantastic, costly but good hardware. Yeah, and then that's what, yeah, Microtech makes decent 10 gig switches. Uh, Edward, has anyone around PDX managed to get greater than one gig fiber at home? I can't even get one gig fiber at home. John, can you get one gig fiber at home? No. Uh, no. Not at home. Zach, can you get one gig fiber at home? He's not PDX. Yeah. <sighs> Zach lives in the People's Republic of Washington, so of course he has 100 gig. <laughs> right, right, right. They compete for lower prices in my area. It's weird. <laughs> not enjoying that, are you? Uh, it's it's not hitting right. It's not hitting. <laughs> it's right. the heat. It's the it, warmth. It, it is the warmth. So it, it's not that I'm not enjoying it. This needs we if. It needs to be darker outside. Mm -hmm. It needs to be light. There needs to be a fire. Yes. I don't want this in the, at 6 p.m. dinner hour, and it's 85, 86 degrees where we're at. Yeah, occasionally the wind is blowing through. It's that's making it actually kind of tolerable in here. Yeah, that's the nice part. Yep. Yeah, MakerTech makes an 8-port 2.5 gig switch unmanaged for 120 on Amazon. Um, and uh, I have seen that one. I haven't uh, personally laid hands on it, but yeah, something in that range might make sense. But at the same time, they also make a 10 gig switch for 140 for the same price. So do you want to only run 2.5 or do you want to have a client run at 10 gig and have everything else run at one 2.5 or five? Uh, Michael says, some stouts are nice at room temp, but 80 degrees is pushing it. Yeah, the problem is uh, we poured these an hour, hour and 40 minutes ago, uh, just before the show started. Yeah. Um, it's only four ounces. It's room temperature, which means it's like 75 right now. Yeah, it's, it's well above beyond good temperature. Yes. I don't know. I, I, plus 80 degrees, no, not really. Yeah. Trust me, John and I are all about pouring temp and proper presentation oh, of beer. Yes. No. And e even experimenting with like, oh, let's go colder. Let's go hotter. Yep. But it's a couple degrees above, you know, yep. five, six knots, because that makes a big difference. Yes. This is good 10, 15 degrees above what it probably should mm. serve that. Tap water is. Yeah warmer than or colder than this yeah no th this was poured at about 40 which is about perfect um at 65 i would say this was probably good to on the warm side of things i guarantee this is like 75 now yeah so it's a bit on the much side 
and uh, my stomach is still recovering. So just slam them. Yeah, just slam them. That's no. not gonna happen. Yeah, you need liquid cooling for your liquids, but what's gonna cool the liquid? More liquid. But what's gonna cool the liquid for the liquid for the liquid cooling? Obviously more liquid. It's just, we just, just need more we, liquid. We just put it all into a fridge? <laughs> yeah, if you'd put your liquid cooling into a fridge, it would cool it down. Ooh, David wants to know. Well, first off, David says That's he's got impossible. Uh, 10 base T through his 20 year old ethernet hub in his house. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, we're running on, on 100 meg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, David Ashwell wants to know, what's your favorite West Coast IPA? Oh, there's no sense. That's a hard That's question. That's an impossible answer. That's a very hard question. West, okay. I don't have a favorite, but I have a go-to. Okay. I have, I have a standard market go-to. Okay. Okay. And that is Dawn of the Red. That's a, I was actually going in costume myself. I was going to go try Sarah Hops. Yep. Yep. It is. If I, if I'm going to go with standard, I'm not going to a specialty shop here. I'm right. going to my standard grocery store. Yep. And I see the beers and I see that one price for everything. I'm like, I want to try that. That's new. Nope. I'm going to go with that. I go hard to argue with Dawn of the Red for two bucks. Yep. It really is. Can't, can't beat that. Um, yeah, Ninkasi has so many bangers. It, it is so it's hard. It's like good, solid, standard beers that's consistently good. Yeah. Price point is good. Everything is good. Now, if you're talking money, no option. Right. Um, well, I, then you get into their specialty stuff like Megalodon. That's great, too. 10%. <laughs> 10% for three, three yeah. bucks a, for a 20-ounce, 19-ounce. Uh, and see, uh, El Polo, yeah, uh, Hot Venom. Hot Venom, yeah, Boneyard. Yep. Bone, and that, that you can get for three bucks for a 19 ounce, same price. You, you know, if, if I'm, I'm going to change from Ninkasi. Okay. I'm, I'm going to uh, Cryo Stash. Cryo Stash, okay. Hot That's Valley. A, Hot Valley Cryo Stash. Yep. Not Craft, though. Molson Coors. Te technically oh. not. Nunkasi isn't either since they joined the Northwest Craft Alliance. Yeah, but this craft brewery is making a craft alliance. If you're going by definition. It's, but it's a craft alliance. So even that distribution. Which uh, makes them like Sam Adams. I guess that's true. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so my 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 choice of cryostash is still valid. Uh, I, I would then, I okay. Well, all right. So that's fine. That's fine. Sell out. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Hot Valley. I, I have. I think I had one of those yesterday, actually. So uh -huh. I, I keep them in my fridge. Again, nothing wrong. I was just going for favorite. Mm -hmm. I get them all the time. Mm -hmm. It's Cryo Stash. Um, what is the other ones they do? There's like one of. Um, there's their whole oh, stash oh, there's, series. There's, there's, there's bubble. Stash. There's cryo. Yeah. There's... All their cryo series. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's their their new one, which is uh, Stash Bandicoot. Stash Bandicoot. Yeah. <laughs> no, what I like too is they do the uh, the the pack. Yeah. And it's like you get a whole pack of, and two of them are usually Imperial worth. Yeah. So. Yeah, bubble stash, cryo stash, stash Bandicoot. Stash Panda. Yeah, Stash Panda, that's another good one. So. 
Yeah, no, the, there's so many good ones to choose from. I mean, you can you can go with the classic even. You can just go with a stone IPA. That is, that is a good that, beer. As far as a West Coast IPA goes. Yep. Um, so uh, if, if I had to choose a variant of the, the stone IPAs, I would probably go Fear Movie Lions. Oh, okay. It, it's their their nine and a half percent variant of the stone. Yeah. Uh, there is a stone beer. Oh man. Uh, which one of my thing is? Uh, it is my favorite. It's not there hazy. It is a standard. I love I love stone beer. It's probably one of my favorite breweries next to. It's a little bit harder to get it. Fear Movie Lines is great. Stone IPA is great. Ruination. Ruination. You can't, that's, that's a special okay. release. It's not every year. It's yeah. a seasonal. But Ruination, that double IPA is so good. Okay. But yeah, Fear Movie Lions. Yeah. Is a good beer too. Yeah. Yep, those are my standards. Oh, what else we got? We got about 15 minutes left here in the show. Uh, BC Cowman says he'll take a 120 minute IPA from Dogfish Head. That's another solid so choice. Another solid choice. We get those. That's another uh, 275, I think, for a 19 ounce. What about just a Sierra Nevada Pale? You know, it's been so long. It's really hard for me to just. So I'll go to the grocery store. Uh huh. And I see the 19 ounce can selection. Yeah. And it's double IPA, double IPA, double IPA, double IPA, three bucks, three bucks, three yeah, bucks, yeah. three bucks. And then there's just a 5% pale ale, but it's still three bucks. I'm like, right. The, the, yeah. At, at the bottom of the shelf, you've got, you know, 249 and 299 priced with all the rest of the beers. Uh, you've got your Sierra Nevada pale, and then you've got your founders all day. Yeah. And it's just like, yeah, but I'm paying the same price for half the alcohol. Uh-huh. When I could just drink half of the beer. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. And so that's why I don't end up buying them that often. Yeah. Um, I have found, I will say, in the past couple of weeks, me wanting a nice, nice light, brushable beer. Um, but again, I, I find it very hard to justify buying them uh, for like a six-pack or something. Yeah. So it's just... When the same price and sometimes even a dollar or two cheaper, yeah. I can buy double the ABV and same quantity. Yeah, it's like the uh, the nice thing is um, if I'm looking at like picking up a Founders all day. Yeah, I'll get their 15 pack for like 15 bucks. Yeah, so that's where I get get that in, and that'll last you a long time because uh, you're probably not drinking a bunch of those all the time, unless right. it's summertime mowing the lawn. You're like, that's right. my lawnmower beer. Right. I can have one a week two a week, whatever. Yeah, Harley says feel bad for Sierra Nevada Pale. They defined the category and now are also Hazran. Um, yes and no. Uh, there's still definitely a place for for that particular beer. I mean, there's a reason I brought it up. It's still a solid it example is. of what a West Coast IPA or West a Coast pale. pale should be. No. Uh, so. Nice malt. It, it, it is the definition of that barbecue pale ale. Kind of like what was what was the one that we had? The pixelated. Uh, pixelated. Yeah. Uh, I will guarantee you, whoever came up with that recipe probably was inspired by Sierra Nevada's Pale Ale. Yep, and that one was five point six, I think. Yeah. So, it it it's still a beer that matters. People still drink it. It's still probably 
you go to a, a, the brewery and so many people are trying that to pair it with a burger because it works so yeah. well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, still pick up a Sierra Nevada Pale or Torpedo all the time. Torpedo is one I, I haven't thought of in a long time. Torpedo's good. That's, that one, is... that's one of the ones I see in the, uh, the Winco up uh, where I work. Uh -huh. They have the Torpedo, the 120, yeah. uh, a couple of the Voodoo Ranger Imperials, um, all, all the big, the cryo stashes. Yeah. Um, the, the most, the, the Megalodon, the Megalodon's 310. I know. That's it's ridiculous. Like, it's ridiculous. Um, For so, those who don't know, the Megalodon is one of Sierra, or not Sierra Nevada, uh, Nimkasi's premier IPAs. It is a triple IPA at 10% and it's ridiculously affordable. Yes, that's, it's, it's just, it is. And I'll go and buy 12 of these beers and it's like, oh, it was, you know, uh, under 30 bucks, like 20, 25 bucks. Yeah. It's like, and they're, they're almost 20 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. They sell them in 19 ounce cans and they're typically between two and $3 a can. Yeah. And they are, oh. <laughs> they're so good. They're the meal. So yeah, there, there's you a, a good list of what we like for Northwest styles of yeah, West of your, Coast, of West, your Coast. West Coast IPAs. Yeah. Oh. This one's kind of sitting like a rock on my stomach. All right. So. Uh, I'll do it. Yep, you will. Well, one of us has to drive home. Ah, there we go. Did it. <laughs> like a champ. No. Sorry, I had yeah. more fans lining up, and then she took them away. Ah. <laughs> uh. All right. We've got about 10 minutes left. Uh, any other questions? Zach, what do you want to know? Yes, I am this good looking in person. Thanks, Zach. That's been awesome. Thank you so much. My hair is phenomenal. Thanks, Zach. He, he is an amazing, amazing guy. Everything is... Uh, refurbished what? Sorry. Yes, we did. We talked about that. Yep. Yeah. On your way over. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we said two ninety nine starting price. Holy crap. Yep. Nope. That, <laughs> you hit the two big ones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Prodigy being cut from uh, from Paramount Plus. We talked about that, didn't we? Uh, I la I last we did. time I was on, I know we, we talked. We about talked it. about it being canceled. Okay. Which was so I was on two weeks ago. and We talked about it getting canceled, but we didn't say it was no longer going to be streaming. Yeah. But they they dropped it uh, after one season. It was like after they canceled three months later, they're like, yeah, we're we're going to drop it from the whole. Yeah. We don't even want to be associated. I didn't think it was horrible, but I I think honestly what it is is because it wasn't popular enough to warrant a second season. They're going to write it off as a loss, for the which is what you see Disney and a lot of the bigger studios doing is rather than chalking it up to like, oh, this just didn't hit with our audience going, no, if we can write off all production and all acting of this as a loss, yeah. we save on our taxes and we don't have to pay for the production of that. That could be it. So 
Which stinks because Janeway was a regular, and the season ended with them trying to find Chakotay, which was voiced by original... By, by Robert Beltran. Yeah, right. and the whole idea, I, would, I believe the second season, was to bring part of the cast of Voyager back. Uh -huh. A lot of it. So Paris would have right. been back. Right. We might have seen, seen where Kim actually got promoted. <laughs> so from now on, Kim is still Ensign Kim. Yep. The, the one shot that he had. It would have been nice to even see like some story of Seven I, of Nine. I, I, and how I really want to see Kim. with Picard. I really want to see Kim at like 50 years old be a lieutenant junior grade. <laughs> Just have a black pit. <laughs> so basically all three different cards. Yes, yes. Um, I guess there was supposed to be a scene with a Captain Harry Kim in Star Trek Picard that got cut. Uh, He's still only an incident. Yes. Yes. So someone is saying in the chat that they're actually, they were almost done with season two and they're going to release it, but it just might, might not be on Paramount. Right. I've, I've, I've heard some, I've, I saw that a trailer dropped. I didn't yes. get, get a chance to see it. The doctor. Oh yeah. And, and Picardo makes a, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, it seems like they're using this as a launch, or they were trying to for yeah. uh, the Voyager crew. The Doctor is Voyager, stands. Yeah. Which would be weird that he's even on that ship since it's supposed to be the most technological ship and he's, you know, uh, Chief Medical Hologram version one. Right. When, when they already released version three in the series. Right, well, well, remember it was uh, uh, his his character on Earth that was writing a new program and making it, wanting uh, to use Bashir as a long term medical yeah, hologram. Yeah. Well, in, that was version two, time. right? That was, that was version two, and right. then within the series, they already released version three. But Andy wasn't who was that? Andy Dick. It was was version three, uh, where because they 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 oh, beamed God. him. To, I missed that one. To the, uh, yeah, the Prometheus, okay. where the, the okay. ship was able to split into three parts. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. it was him and the two holographic doctors had to take it over some, was it Klingons or Romulans? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Where then, where then the doctor bragged about yeah. having sexual relations. <laughs> Andy, Andy Dick was like, Tell me more about it. <laughs> I mean, it was a, it was a fun, pleasant episode. Wow, way off, of, way off of like this is dumb, but it's corny. Yeah. yeah, I. You know what we should do? Somehow. One day, what we should do is I hate we, when you start that way. <laughs> is we have to come up with what we think are, and you have to only pick one of each. Okay. Both every series. Best and worst episode. Okay. And we I have, think that's a we, great. We would have to compare notes, see, yeah. if, see if we uh, uh, align and, and the reason why. Okay. That would be a fun. So you, have, you go through every, every series. So original, well, animated. I, I think you and I could probably do TNG and DS9 right now. That, that's how I thought about it. And I was yeah. debating. It was like, okay, there's an obvious 
DS9 that I'm going to say. There's an obvious DS9. And there's probably an obvious TNG that you're going to say. And uh -huh. there's going to be conflicts. Uh -huh. Oh, we should all say, then what is the overall worst Star Trek episode as a series? Fair Haven. Really? I haven't. <laughs> okay. I, I will admit I am not as caught up on say the animated series no 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 that was Voyager yeah Fairhaven yeah I know that it's, I know that it's one it's bad it is bad um I don't know because I was I was gonna write down uh for one of my lists of all of season one and two of uh Discovery okay okay <laughs> so those two as one of the worst yeah Star Trek episodes ever um let's just go tng uh i i think oh you're just knocking on mine i know i am i am i mean we can we can go ds9 as well if you'd like we, we got three minutes left all right let's go i know them without looking them up i just want to make sure i'm hitting them okay okay but you have to nail down one that's the, the point is one right. what is your personal right worst yeah and uh well my 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 worst, I think, is going to align with a lot of people's worst. It's uh, probably going to be within the first two seasons. It's got to be. No, it's got to be Sub Rosa. Sub Rosa. Which one was that one? It's got to be the doctor with the candle. Oh. It's got to be the doctor. There's no second place. If we exclude that, then you open up a whole like 20 episode list for me. But if we're going worst episode, it's Sub Rosa. I don't know. I mean. It's, it's, Sub Rosa is pretty bad. Uh you said best and worst fine, i went that, i went absolute worst that's a, I, if you would like to exclude the absolute worst i think we can have a, a broader conversation uh what was it was it the was it the code of honors really bad code of honor is not great uh naked now i i, I kind of like it but it's so hilarious because there's so many it's good because there's memes made out of it i'm fully so functional yes and therefore it's great. And then it's three it's, years, two months, 17 days, 14 hours, 22 seconds. It's the, so there is, there is some goodness brought out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not that it doesn't have its moments, but none of them are also sub Rosa. Rated. Uh, this, uh, there it is. So, so theoretic 10 worst. Those would be the worst. Season Shades of Grey is considered to be the worst. Codes of Honor. Code of Honor's up there. Sub Rosa. Rosa. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite? What's your favorite TNG? That's hard because I like particular ones for different things. Right. And it, it probably, the, I guess it, no. That's a hard one. Probably, probably the last episode. Um, uh, uh, best, uh, best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. As a, as a, as a whole story. That arc, one's hard to argue. It, it's a really good over everything. I really loved how they tied together the original series, or, or not the original, the, the beginning of the season, the series, season one, where he took over. Yeah. Um, you know, they still had original cast, and then they didn't just do. They did different scenes, and they yeah. had to de-age Picard by giving him new hair, or, you know, shaving right. his head and redo it. Um, middle of the season, everything, and then the older. Even though the older versions of everyone was kind of corny, 
yeah. I still kind of liked it. And There's it a certain cute. charm to some of those. And so I, I, as a whole, I liked it. I thought it was a really great send off for the series, especially the ending, playing sit down poker. I agree. Great, great all around. I, my favorite is probably Future Imperfect. Okay. Uh, that is the Riker is sent forward in time a certain number of years. Oh. Uh, and uh, in quotes. Yes. Uh, and uh, he's, he, the captain. he's the captain of the Enterprise and everything just doesn't seem right. And um, That's uh, a good one. it turns out he's been uh, inside of this uh, being's playpen, essentially. Yes. Who is his reading son. his thoughts and wanting to play and, and, and whatnot and trying to figure out the best ways that he can interact with Riker. Uh, but it has some of the best scenes of Riker realizing he's being effed with. Uh, but see, that's an individual character. No, but it's a, I think it's a greater microcosm of the episodic nature of TNG because it places you into this story where you're familiar with the general cast and the setting and everything else. Mm -hmm. And it takes you on this wild mystery of where is Riker and who is holding him? Because for a long time, it's like, are the Romulans holding him captive and playing with him and, and things like this? Are, is, it, is it this? Is it that? Um, all for this mystery to be unraveled in the last 10 minutes, and then you're left with nothing of consequence being changed. Mm. And, and so, it, it, to me, it encompasses like what made that genre of Shrek so good because you could have this wide wrapping story with this intricate mystery and then at the end none of it really mattered you know what episode i really like because this one reminded me of it the inner light so people are saying online the inner light mm -hmm. is the best that's a good one that's it's a, good a really one. good one and and tapestry Tap yep that's a good one but a personal favorite that i just always enjoy because it shows a different side of a character was the lessons one and that's where picard play falls or starts falling for the, the doctor the um not it's not a doctor she's like uh, uh um she's the one that plays the piano and they go into jeffrey's tubes and they play together and he then shows her it's the first person she he, she shows that he plays the flute okay and so but it shows a vulnerability yeah. of picard yeah and but then there's also some playfulness in it and then um Oh, that one I always personally like as a personal favorite. Yeah. All right, so worst, we already know the worst uh, DS9. Oh, yeah, Run Along Home. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's of course. Little, like, little, like, that's the sub uh, answer. The, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but see, that's what I'm saying. You and I will agree, and you and I will disagree. Right. Certain one. We might even agree on the best. The problem with DS9 once they got really good, it was it was the season. There was so the much story. So good. There was a good story. If, if I had to break it down, Sacrifice of Angels. Okay. A, a it, it's the retaking of DS9. Yeah. That's a good one. It's the defiant breaking through the lines yep. and the Dominion being obliterated inside the wormhole by the prophets mm -hmm. because Cisco dove in there and begged for help. Yeah. And uh, and then came out the other side with no fleet behind him. <clears throat> ah, it's perfection. That's a good one. Uh, a, a personal favorite, again, to, for just pure quirkiness yeah. that I always enjoyed was the um, Quark goes back in time to Roswell. Oh, Little Green Men. Little Green Men. Yes. That's a personal stupid, <laughs> this is not a good show, 
This is not a. This is not nothing. I, this I, is pure dumb service. But this is also why I like that one episode that you were talking about. Of uh, what was he saying? Episode he mentioned. Um, what episode did you say? That the Riker episode. The Riker. No, was it used like the Riker episode? Yeah, the future imperfect. No, no, no. But what was there was a Star Trek episode you were talking about? Chain of Command. Chain of Command. Yeah. That. Yeah, and it's just. It's just yeah. fun. Yeah. I like it. So. I mean, DS9 has so many, like, that I love coming back to, but I love coming back for the storytelling. Like, there's Into the Pale Moonlight. There's, uh, um, gosh, what is the one where, um, ah. What's the one where, where Cisco does the Romulan plot? And, you know, I can live with it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a that's probably the yeah. best one. Where the, he, the, the Garrick the, episode, where, yeah, the Garrick episode. That's probably my favorite yeah. DS9 episode. Uh, the, there, there's the whole chasing down. It's uh, a fake. Yeah, it's a fake. Yeah. Uh, there's the whole chasing down Eddington. Mm. Uh, you know, the, the, but that's a whole series ca- too. Ca- Captain Ahab got to catch yeah. his whale. You know, there's so many of those as well. Like I can come to those, but if I but introduce one of the worst things of TNG or uh, DS9, the holographic. <laughs> projector screen yeah. where it's a, a person who's like that is so dumb <laughs> it's a fake <laughs> alright well this has been fun yeah it's only a paper moon that's a good one the visitor that's such a good one as well uh, so but see something like this if we went through series take me out to the hollow suite series for series that's oh the baseball one that's a horrible one <laughs> that is such a horrible one but again so You'd have to go. We'd have to go through every season, every series, not season, every series, and pick best and worst and the reasons why. I think that's. I think that's a good episode. And we we could easily do just an hour right there of us, so. or forty five minutes of us just sitting, having a beer between two chairs and going back and forth. Yeah, that would be fun. Anyway, this has been episode two hundred ninety six here on Craft Computing. This has been Talking Heads. Live from Level Brewing here in Portland, Oregon. It has been a beautiful day. So much fun to get out and about and uh, and have a flight, have some good company, some good food. Uh, anyway, join us every Wednesday night at 6 p.m. Pacific time for the latest in beer and tech news. Subscribe to Hops and Brews if you like the beer content on this channel. And as always, we'll see you next week. Any closing no. thoughts? No, to... just enjoy. Let us know any comments below. Zach, um, you good? Yeah. He's good. Yeah. All right. Zach's good. Everyone's Enjoy. good. Did I get hazier? Uh, it did. It's still a little hot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right. Have a good week, everyone, and we'll see you next time. See you guys. Cheers. There we go. <laughs> they want to know if you're.